Welcome back everyone to our podcast, The Mortgage Coach Connecting the Dots. In our podcast, we're diving deep into the world of success and achievement. We're more than just a mortgage-focused podcast. We're here to explore the diverse pathways that lead individuals to triumph in their personal and professional lives. I'm Megan Hastings, Principal Broker of The Mortgage Coach. Today's episode is for those of you who are looking to embark in your career in the mortgage industry. Whether you have just finished your mortgage agent course or considering a career change, the mortgage business offers an incredible opportunity for growth, impact, and financial success. But like any career path, it comes with its challenges and complexities. That's why in this episode, we're diving deep into how to start a successful mortgage business as a beginner agent. We'll be covering everything from education and licensing to generating leads, building client relationships, funding your first mortgage, and ultimately how to build a thriving book of business. So grab a notebook and get ready to take your first steps towards building a successful mortgage business. Megan, let's start with education and licensing, which is the very first step into the industry. Sure. Um, So I would actually say the very first step is doing some research to make sure that (laughs) this is what you want to do. Sure. And again, I always recommend new agents speak to some existing mortgage agents and brokers. Often I have an agent who I'm interviewing and the first person that they spoke to or the reason that they want to get into this industry is because they used a mortgage broker themselves, which also often makes me curious why they're speaking to me and not that mortgage broker. But I think there's a good story behind that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Sometimes they've had an experience that they would never want to see replicated. And so that actually puts them on this path that they want to be able to do a better job than they experienced, just similar to what I went through many years ago. Um, So once the research is done and they have a realistic idea of what this industry looks like from someone who's been in it for a while, then for sure they need to figure out um, where they want to do their licensing course. And there's three different providers of it. So Simba, MPC, and Remick. Uh, The content of the course is the same throughout. It's just where they want to take it. Um, so that would be step two. There's a few different options for it. So it could be in class, online, you know, in person. So they need to figure out what works best for their schedule. They get through that course. And then before they actually get their license, they then need to find the brokerage. So it is the brokerage that applies for the license, as you know, because you do that with our I do, yeah. <laughs> um, so that needs to be figured out before they they actually get their license. And sometimes that can be one of the most time consuming steps. And it's interesting, I always find it really, you know, interesting, because when agents come out of that course, what they really have is a license to start learning. Where often I think there's a misconception that an agent will come out of that course and know everything they're supposed to do. They're gonna know what to do on day one, and they really don't. That's where, you know, selecting the brokerage and finding that support comes in very important because it really is a license to start learning. Yeah, and that leads to the second part of this process, right? Once you've passed the mortgage course, you have your certificate, you're ready to find a place to go. Let's talk about joining a reputable uh, mortgage brokerage, finding the right spot for you to park your license. Sure. So if our listeners haven't listened to our other podcasts, we should go through this in detail. (laughs) Um, Selecting a brokerage, there's a lot of different factors I would say are involved in it, but primarily you want to align yourself with a brokerage that also does the type of business that you are looking to do as well. And then ultimately that you feel that they are a fit as far as, you know, culture values and are able to provide the support that you need and the training. As a new mortgage agent, generating leads and finding clients is really a crucial part to building 
your business. Can you talk a little bit about how to network, how to build relationships within the mortgage industry, um, and how as a new agent who maybe doesn't have a lot of experience in this industry, how they can start that process? One of the biggest things that a new agent can do, and often is one of the most overlooked things, is letting everybody who's in your life right now what your new career is. And I think sometimes what happens is a new agent is not comfortable enough or they don't have the confidence to tell their circle and their friends and maybe their previous colleagues what they're doing. And then it ends up being this entire group of people that don't even know that they are a mortgage agent. We had somebody recently actually who'd been a mortgage agent for a couple of years and their neighbors didn't know what they did. It's because they're not telling people. so that's super important is to let people know. I sent a letter to my family when I got my license. Which is like, everybody in the mail. <laughs> and I said, just so you know, you may have thought about me as your cousin, but I'm now a mortgage agent. And I actually know that you have done family members' mortgages. It's true. So it's, um, it's important. Yeah. And it's a step that's often overlooked. If we have an agent who maybe they're married, have kids, like they're a little bit further along in their life path, if you will, I always recommend sometimes the first part of their database, how they start a database, is their wedding list, their Christmas card list, you know, their baby shower list. That's often the first part of a database. Those people know and love them already and they want to help them. It's very difficult to be successful in this career and also be a secret. Yeah, people need to know that you have the license to do it. Absolutely. So starting a database is key and then networking really with whoever you can. So I think it's always easier to network in a professional manner if it's also tied to something that you have an authentic interest in, right? So whether it's a hobby or a sport or something, something that where you're going to join or meet like-minded people. Um, and then within the industry, it's really important to network as well. So get to know your lenders and your underwriters, your BDMs, you know, have a coffee with them, get to know them as people so that when you need their help, they're there, they have a vested interest in helping you, but also get to learn you know, their products and also get to know other mortgage agents. So within the brokers they've joined and even outside, there's always a sharing of information that's very valuable. Yeah, the, the meeting with the lenders is really important too. And when you're looking for a brokerage, that could be a very good question to ask is how do I get connected with our lenders, our underwriters, our BDMs? Because specifically here at The Mortgage Coach, we try to provide a lot of opportunities for our team, our agents to meet and and have social connections to build relationships with our lenders. And so that is also a very important part trying to build your book of business is having that good lender mortgage agent relationship. It's definitely important. And um, interestingly enough, we are often referred new agents from our lenders that maybe they're at a brokerage they're not uh, loving and we end up getting referred. So that's another great reason to get to know your BDM in case you land somewhere that you maybe don't love. It's true. Um, Can you speak a little bit towards having an online presence and how that can help you network and start to build relationships within the industry? Mm -hmm. So I also think it comes back to not being a secret. You have to be willing to put yourself out there. And in today's world, that really does mean putting yourself out there on social media. And I think it's important to do it again in an authentic way so that people get a really good feeling for who you are as a person. People will do business with people that they like, so it's important that you put out something that's educational, yes, but also is a great reflection of who you are as a person. Um, And the other piece of that is it's really not enough to just put out content. It's kind of the same as putting out a flyer and not having any human connection to it. You have to be engaging with other people on their social media. So making connections, liking, commenting, and starting conversations within social media, and that's really where the strength of it is. I comment on everybody's pictures of their dogs because I want them to comment on my pictures of Alice. 
Well, so that's how I build connections on social media. You're actually a really great testament to how well social media works because I I found you on social media. That's like true. I noticed you on social media <laughs> social and was media like a stalker. I need to yeah, I totally creeped you. I stalked you and but I wanted to work with you. So that's actually how we got connected. It is true. I remember seeing you on um, Instagram, the mortgage coach. So yeah, it can be a really great tool for clients. Like I've gotten leads off of Instagram, but also like business connection is really great. Let's talk a little bit further from that aspect of building the actual client relationships and how a new agent can, what steps they can take to start building lasting client relationships. So it's not just a one single transaction, because I think um, as you get further along in your career, your clients and your database can then become your future source of business. For sure. I would say like that I'm at that point in my where I still have, um, you know, a book of business and I'm not out there generating leads for the most part. It's all past client, client referral. And I think what is really key is right from the beginning that agents treat it as um, their lifelong business. It's not transactional. It's certainly not transactional within the mortgage codes. Our agents do believe in the value of relationships and everybody within that process and mortgage transaction needs to be part of that so not just your client but if it's a purchase like both realtors that are involved the lawyers that you're showing up with integrity delivering really great service um, and continuing to follow up so if you are always speaking to that lead or client or potential client with the thought that they are going to be with you for the next two three five ten years then you're going to really make sure that you don't say something that could be damaging in the future right you need to have that mindset that this is forever not just for the next 30 days you're right. And also, I think the follow-up process for your clients is extremely important to make sure that it is not just a one transaction. You follow up with them post-close, maybe a couple of months later, make sure the payment's set up properly, you know, holiday time, if you have their birthdays, anniversaries of their mortgage, you want to always try to keep in touch with them. Even if they don't always reciprocate that back, you want to be always trying to maintain contact 100%. with your clients. Okay, so a new agent has started their career, they're building a client list, they're going out there, they're networking, they have an application. Woohoo! This is really exciting for a new agent, but also probably really scary if you don't have any experience doing that. So can you talk a little bit about that part of the process for a new agent and how they can be successful in funding their first mortgage? For sure. I mean, we have an advantage, I think, because we have a full underwriting department that does walk agents through that process right from the first step. And that first step really is before the application even. It's from that discovery call. So it's making sure that they're spending time on that discovery call with the potential client, finding out as much information up front once they have all the information, but also they're not going back to that client multiple times because that starts to erode the client service aspect of it. So once they have all that information, they have an application and they're trying to figure out where to place the mortgage. And let's assume we also have all the documentation that we need as well. <laughs> then really as a new agent, I would say it becomes integral that you have somebody who is there to help you and walk you through it. Without that, you would have no way of knowing what they qualify for unless you want to read through, you know, 30 different lender kits. Um, so it's establishing, well, one, is it a purchase or a refinance? And then the type of client they are, whether it's A business, B business, alternative, private, uh, and drilling down from there, right? Is, is it situational really dependent? Like, are they looking for a specialized product? Is there an issue with approval or how they're going to qualify? Or is it, you know, super 
clean business and it's really just coming down to who has the most competitive and best mortgage for them. So going through all of those different scenarios and drilling down deeper and deeper and deeper, it is really important you have someone to hold your hand doing that. Yeah, I think for, for somebody maybe who's coming in from the banking world, would you say like funding the mortgage process is different for them than maybe what they've been used to, <clears throat> sorry, when they worked at a branch level? It's very different. So I actually entered the um, broker space from a bank as well. It's very, very different. So there is an advantage, I would say, sometimes coming in from a bank because you have that background of financial knowledge. But from there on, it really is different. The application process is different. You know, all of the variety of lenders is very different. And sometimes also what happens is if you're coming from the bank, you're very used to the way the bank does it and their policies and lending products, that it can be hard to kind of let that go and learn something new. And also sometimes we might have access to the same bank that they're coming from, but sometimes rules are different in the broker space than it is for a branch space. So even understanding that what they knew three months ago or six months ago, other than the really nitty gritty of financial details, they can throw that stuff out the window because it's all different now. Right. And then once the mortgage is funded, then for agents, you know, they get their first commission check and really exciting. The next step is to continue going and continue to get new applications and continue with those client relationships. Yeah, so I will I will say we need to back up a little bit because they want to still be going out getting clients while they're in that first application process, which sometimes Again, especially for a new agent, that stops. They're so excited to have that first application that they forget to still go out and network and generate more leads. And then, you know, that first mortgage could be two or three months to closing. And in that time, they're so consumed with that one application that they get to the end of the three months and realize, oh, I still need more business. And then it starts that cycle all over again. Right. Which is why it's good we have our underwriting team because they really help facilitate support on that. So you don't feel like you're drowning in this first application. You continue to do your activities. So that you can get the next one. For sure. Right. You just want to have consistency and in income too. You don't want it to be like a roller coaster of money, no money. Yeah. And it's so exciting to get your first deal. And I know for some of our agents on our team, I'm so excited. They get their first deal and then it's just, okay, you got the first one. Like the next ones are coming. Like it's, it just kind of becomes hopefully a snowball effect of like a deal after a deal and then become hopefully a top performer and, right. you know, do lots of volume. Sometimes too, like the best time to call like a potential referral source or a lead is right after you get that first deal, right? Because your energy is so exuberant and you're excited and you're so positive that if you at that point picked up the phone and started calling people or went into a networking event or had a coffee with somebody, they would pick up on that energy and it would really start to snowball. Yeah. Okay, so let's close this all off with looking long-term for a new agent and helping them to understand how they can establish themselves in the industry and continue to build a book of business that, you know, is really successful down the road. So what are some key takeaways and pointers from our discussion today that you think is really important to pinpoint out for those that are listening? Mm -hmm. If there's a few key points to take away at the end of this podcast, what would that be? Sure. So I think number one, the consistency is key. So it is consistency in your lead generation activities, consistency in you know showing up on social media, consistency that you are showing up uh, as yourself and the same everywhere you go. So you're not you know one person to a colleague and a different person to a lender and a different person to a lead. Right. You need to show up and be authentic and integral and consistent all of the time. 
And ultimately, like you doing that, like that is your branding, right? Who you show up as is how you're branding yourself. And agents need to be aware that that is happening even when they are not, you know, I can use air quotes, but at work, right? It happens when you're at the grocery store or at your kid's soccer ball game. That is your branding. So consistency is number one, but they cannot hide. Like you have to actually show up to do this job and to not be afraid of reaching out to uh, whether it's lenders or other agents or brokers to make those connections. Everything is worthwhile, every conversation. Thank you so much for sharing those key points with us and we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Mortgage Coach Connecting the Dots. If you've enjoyed this episode or found it valuable, Please consider subscribing, leaving a review, or sharing it with someone who might benefit from this information. Your support helps us continue to bring you quality content. Join us weekly and get ready to be inspired, to learn, and to embrace possibility. And remember, success has no boundaries. It's time to connect the dots.